welcome to Magic and Monorail's podcast by me, Melissa and the Magic, where we focus on doing Disney differently and sharing parks experiences throughout the Orlando area. Thank you so much for joining my community, and if you don't already follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, please head to those channels at Melissa and the Magic. Each episode will have a feature on those platforms, and they'll all offer something different. I usually do a lot of my giveaways on Instagram, and most of my silly moments are shared on TikTok. YouTube will be a really great place for you to see my face and interact and watch those long video episodes of my podcasts. Feel free to email me or DM with any content requests as well. Let's get into today's episode. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, girl. Excited to be here. I am so excited. I've been wondering when was a good time to plug this um, into like my outline of podcast topics. And I was like, you know what, this would be a perfect time because I've been doing a lot of resort stays. And while it's fresh in both of our memories, I wanted to invite you on. So thanks for joining. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited, especially about this resort. I had such a great time being there with you. I can't wait to hear like your true thoughts now that you've had time to process it. So before we jump in, can you please introduce yourself, share your handles, where people can find you and how to connect? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kelsey, last name Giggy. Everyone always wonders how to say that. So when you see it, now you know. Um, And my Instagram handle is the best place to find me. And it's at Kelsey, K-E-L-S-I, the letter N, ketosis. Thanks, girl. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes, too, so people can find you. So are you, like, giving up on TikTok, or what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, I, I just don't really like TikTok, I realize. I, I really love the vibe of Instagram. You know, I, I live over on Facebook and yeah. Instagram the most. Um, TikTok okay. just, it served its purpose for me in 2020 for, like, funny videos, and I kind of abandoned it. I love that because honestly, you are, you're one of the few that says that. And now you, especially after our trip, you've got my mind like spinning and I have jumped over to starting to use Instagram more. And I don't know if it's because TikTok is such a competitor, but my Instagram is starting to do a lot better lately. So that also makes me feel better. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to you and your support always. Yes. I love it. So I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. I know I said that we're originally, I mean, we still are going to talk about Saratoga Springs, our experience there, but I kind of want to give a little bit of a backstory to people and express, explain, if that was a (laughs) word, as to your Disney experience throughout the years, how it started to where you are now, meaning you have totally gone all out, all expenses, no, or I should say no expenses set to rest. Like yeah. You are ready to go in hard. And then you kind of did what I would call like a budget Disney trip with this most recent visit when you came down to visit me for our Saratoga experience. So if you just want to give like a brief summary as to all of the things that you've kind of experienced and where we are now and how your mindset has changed on those experiences, I'd love to hear it and share it with everyone. Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So um, the first trip that we took, I went very traditional, used a Disney travel agent. We stayed at the Polynesian. 
right on the monorail. I was there with my husband and our two kids. They're 11 and four now. I don't even remember what year we went on our first Mm. trip, but they were a little bit younger. Um, Yeah, Maddie was like not even one when we went. She's a baby. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, And we spent a fortune. (laughs) I mean, we did everything. We did the fast passes. We did the meal plan. We stayed at Polynesian, which is not a budget resort. Um, I coordinated every single piece of clothing, swimsuits, underwear, socks, like just suitcases full of stuff. Backpack. I mean, everything coordinated. Um, And just did a really traditional first Disney trip. And then Uh, It kind of evolved, you know, we took um, various different trips. We've stayed off resort where we can stay in one of those rental communities where they have the pool and those gigantic houses that have themed rooms. Um, And we've done it that way. We we actually were there with my extended family and we rented like a big like van bus thing to drive all of us around because there was like 10 of us, I think. Um, And then, like you said, I've come and I've stayed with you and done a very budget trip which was the most shocking thing ever because I'm a habitual overpacker like always and I love coordinating and matching and like being super cute you know I I did that on the other trips that I took as well but this was kind of like the polar opposite of I traveled with only a backpack with that's the first time in my life I'm 32 years old that I've ever stepped foot on an airplane without a checked bag and I travel upwards of 15 20 times a year on airplanes and it's like my mind was just blown about how I could experience that trip differently and still have a really magical time without having to spend $10,000, you know, all of this. And given it was just me, not my whole family coming in, usually it's my entire family. Um, you know, we've done the Disney VIP tours as well, which are obviously incredible. Like, I swear to you, we've done everything now, like from yeah. the tip of the top to bare bones. And it's been, yeah. it's been a cool experience. Yeah. So let's back up. I want you to include like just an estimate your first trip where you went balls to the wall all in how much do you think including like clothing did you Mm. spend for that for your family of four wow um I know the resort was like a little over eight thousand dollars with and that would have included our tickets and our meal plan and then our flights are usually like around a thousand dollars and then with the outfits uh, I mean at least another five hundred dollars if not more um with ears and everything and that's before getting there and of course blowing all of our money buying all the things because I can't help myself so that was probably the first trip I don't know maybe like ten eleven thousand dollars and how many nights we were there for seven nights eight days that's amazing. And I'm going to say, honestly, I don't think you'd ever be able to do it for that price these days. Yeah. At the yeah. I mean, like, I think it would be 15. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm glad that you did it when you did. I mean, again, you are a lot like me and that's kind of a reason why I'm holding off. I'm going to Disneyland is because I just don't want to go to go. Like I want to go all in, get yeah. the best of the best. So I think you did it right, especially for your first trip. And I would even like, I would argue with people, 
I, I'm going to be honest, if you're going to go to Disney on a budget for your first time, I just don't recommend it. I don't. I would agree Um, with that. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, for your very first trip, especially if you have kids, do it all out and get the lay of the land and the experience and just see how you and your family do. And then you can make decisions on what you want to cut, what you want to adjust. And that's exactly what we've done, right? You kind of see like, what do I need? Where is stuff even located? How, how does, how long does it take to get around if I'm taking buses or taking the monorail or, you know what I mean? Like Ubers, whatever it is driving in, you just have to kind of experience it all out first and then you can start cutting and arranging. I fully agree. Um, so my next question is, you've stayed both on and off property, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. What would you, <laughs> just honest opinion, would you stay off property again? And if so, or if not, why? Um, that's a great question. So if it's just me and my family going, I would never stay off property personally it's a personal preference I like being on the property I like being close easier access it -hmm. was not difficult however to drive in each day when we had the larger group and stayed off property it just wasn't it didn't make sense for us to stay with like 10 people I think it was um on a resort financially we saved a lot of money and then we could split up our time and like we did a pool day there you know what I mean and we did like Disney Springs and we did those types of things um but with my family I would always stay on property if I was with a larger group I would be totally open to staying off property yeah no I think I would agree with that too again though if it's your first time going I don't care if you have a group of two or 20 you should stay on property oh for sure (laughs) Um, so let's dive into the resorts that you've stayed at. So you mentioned that you stayed at Polynesian and that was Mm -hmm. your first experience. Do you think that that experience kind of tainted your vision or opinions on the other resorts? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I haven't stayed at a whole lot of resorts, I guess. I'm even trying to think where I've all stayed when I went now I'm well oh well Dodge Coronado Coronado twice that's why yeah um which oh god I loved that as well I know well okay so let me be more direct because you have such high expectations for decor vibes all of the stuff obviously Polynesian is where it's at and that definitely made it challenging for you to even consider doing like a more budget-friendly resort but then you checked out Coronado which is like less than half the price per night yes yes exactly and I'll just say this um for everyone that's going to hear this I am in general very very picky about hotels so the budget ones I think are always just going to be not something that I want to do because it's just me um but did it taint my experience I don't know because I was obviously very open to Coronado and I really love that. Like I would say that's probably where I would just choose to stay. Now that I have not stayed, I really do want to stay at Animal Kingdom. I've never stayed there. That's where we were supposed to stay with the big group and it just made more sense to not. So I do want to see that one. Um, But Polynesian was just really amazing. The food, the decor, the rooms are so cute. I loved it being on the monorail um, because we had a really little you know, she was not even one. And so being able to take her back for naps was just really simple. And I loved it. Mm. Yeah, Um, I would agree. So talking about Coronado Springs, I think you and I would both agree this is still one of our favorite resorts. Um, Mm -hmm. 
primarily and and especially because with me going to the four seasons whether it's to dine or to nanny with families the more and more i experience four seasons lately i will say it's definitely not giving me four seasons vibes anymore coronado is actually giving me more four seasons <laughs> i love that that's awesome um, and i think it's primarily because Coronado is so secluded. Like it's not like you can just, it's not like it's a destination for people to go just walk around and visit, you know? And so you don't get many people sleeping on the couches in the lobby where Mm -hmm. even at four seasons, I was seeing that. And I was just really shocked. I just don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the first thing that I see is sweaty people laying on couches. I just, it ruins the vibe for me, especially at the price tag that four seasons is at. I would think that they'd have a little bit more of a, a grip on if, they want to allow that or not I don't know mm-hmm. I understand they're waiting for their rooms but like when I see people with their feet on the couches sleeping in the lobby it just gives me cheap vibes mm-hmm. so for me Coronado I think I would agree is still one of my favorites um it's so pretty and I know people will say well especially if you have young kids the transportation is is tricky and challenging when you're only using a bus However, now you've experienced bus-only options at Coronado and at Saratoga. So having experienced that, where you only have a bus to get you to and from the parks, what would you say, would you argue it makes a difference or doesn't? I want to know your thoughts. It it does a little bit only because if we're going with our kids, even our four-year-old, we still bring a stroller. And obviously on the monorail, you can just roll it in where if you have a bunch of stuff under the stroller, we have a stroller caddy on like where you push it. To have to take everything out of there every time you get on a bus is slightly yeah. annoying. However, it's what we've done majority of the time. So we're just kind of used to it now. And if you're there, basically just be prepared to shuffle your stuff around and it will be okay. Um, I really thought that I would not like the buses. But even even when we've had to wait a long time for buses at Coronado, I still think that they're totally fine and great. And it wouldn't deter me from staying somewhere where buses were the only option. Absolutely. And we even um, took Ubers every once in a while too. It was like $10, maybe $20 with tip, you know, one way. So also if you just don't want to wait, then you can take an Uber, but I will, I will also preface this by yes, the Uber will get you closer to your like room at the resort and you won't have to use the bus stops, but you do have to walk a little further to at some of the parks to use the Uber. Um, So the trade-off isn't necessarily as optimal as some people may think versus using the complimentary transport. So, well, let's get into the Saratoga experience. This was my first time ever staying at Saratoga (laughs) I am a DVC owner, so we were able to stay in the DVC room, which honestly isn't much different than another one bedroom. I think potentially the difference could just be, you know, the fridge, the um, kitchen area is just a little bit less when you're not in a DVC villa. Um, But I want to hear your initial thoughts on the resort itself and then the room in specific. Yeah, I was blown away by that resort. I'd never even looked at it as an option before. Um, And I just thought the grounds were so beautiful. The pools were awesome. Um, Obviously, the room I, like, lost my mind about. I don't know when you want me to talk about that. But in general, like... I didn't go in all of the buildings, obviously. But where we were and its location, like 
directly next to Disney Springs. It was, I loved it. Yeah. When you say it was never an option before, why is that? I don't know. I just never looked at it. I just don't know if it never came up or like, I just, I honestly don't know. There wasn't a reason for it. It just was never on my radar. So when I tell you that this resort is one of the most available resorts on property, meaning like it's the least booked for DVC resorts, does that shock you? Yes. Yeah, me too. I mean, so the reason we bought DVC here was because it was probably like six or $7 less per point to buy at Saratoga than any of the other resale resorts. And I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to focus on saving money over anything because we live here now. Um, But to find out that it has the most availability is really surprising. And I think potentially the only reason for that is, is that it doesn't have that monorail or Skyliner access. Yeah, but I don't, (laughs) I'm just, I think you made a great choice. Like, I love that place. I would pick it too. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I know. I just, I, I, the more research I do and people, even, you know, when I post stuff about liking Saratoga or, or Coronado, they're like, yeah, but you only have the bus. And I'm like, so what? The Skyliner goes down constantly. It is so unreliable. Um, yeah, the monorail's great, but again, same. I think every time I go to Magic Kingdom, the monorail's down for a half hour at some point in the day. And knowing my luck, that would be the time that I'm trying to ride it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think for me, when I just look at reliability, the buses are more reliable in that sense too. So I would agree. I think it's totally not even an argument as to why that would be less desirable. Yeah. Um, yes. So let's hear about your feelings on the room. Obviously we had a very amazing room. Normally, if it were just Nick, Ania and I, we would just be staying in a studio. We would not have gotten a one bedroom, but the one bedroom was a really great rate per point. Um, or I'm sorry, it was a really great point option. It was only a couple points more than the studio. So I was like, screw it. Why not? Um, But I think that we determined that if we were to even do another family blended trip, like we did last year for your birthday, that that room would be sufficient for all of us. Like we would totally do it. Um, So yes, give me your feelings walking into the room, the setup, everything. Um, So walking into the room, I mean, I, like you said, it was a one bedroom. I was just so surprised with a, it was very clean. Um, I love the way that it was decorated. I thought the space was used really well. Um, and I was just blown away by how much physical space there actually was. Like when you walk in the little kitchen area had a nice big table and the living room, it had that couch with the Murphy bed, you know, the little kitchen had a full, um, fridge, microwave, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, it had a big closet. It had the private bathroom to the side with another little sink area. So the main bathroom had the the bathtub situation with its own big vanity, but then there was a second uh, vanity area outside of where the bathroom was. So lots of like places where you can close doors and kind of have your own space. Um, And the master that we stayed in was wonderful. The bed was comfy. Everything was just, and that's really like why I'm so picky about hotels is because how comfortable are they going to be? Which, you know, that's why I love the Coronado because their sheets are like, huh, mm-hmm. the beds are so comfy. And I, I really just loved it. Um, and I will say this, you know, a lot of 
these trips, we've magically landed on the first floor, which I would always recommend. Mm. I have loved our first floor experience with our little patio um, and being able to get in and out quickly there, not having to use elevators to cart stuff around. So, I mean, yeah, it's it was a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, you know, I, I battle with the first floor, and I think it's because – I do stay at some of the budget resorts. So being on the first floor, you get a lot of foot traffic, especially at the budget resorts where, you know, where people are just going there just to visit or walking through because essentially a lot of them are connected and they just like to go browse where you are right at the deluxe, even the moderate where Coronado, again, you're not getting a lot of foot traffic. That first floor, we even did a standard view room and we still got a kick-ass view and Yes, it was a out exterior entry, but it wasn't loud. Yeah. It did feel like it was kind of our own little patio deck in a way. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to um Saratoga Springs and that deck, I will say out of the ones that I've experienced, it and I think I might have even said it out loud, I'm not I don't remember, but it was a little bit more buggy than I was used to at some of the other resorts that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because we were sitting literally like in the bushes. <laughs> that's that's the one thing about the patio I will say is the bushes were very close. The patio wasn't like overly small or anything. It's just like all of the foliage around us was like right by us. So I'm sure that that did play into bugs, which I'm usually very bothered by bugs. And when we were out there, I wasn't. Um, I don't know if it was yeah. the wine or what, but <laughs> it, it could have been the wine. I mean, same. I will, but again, like I, those are just the little things that you notice, especially being by the water at Saratoga Springs. I think that also brings more bugs. And I think that it had we been on a different floor, it might not have been as buggy, right? Yep. Yep. I could tell you. Um, but I will agree. I do like the first floor and, and had I paid a little bit more attention, it would have been so easy just to like walk out the patio area and just go to the pool or the paddock grill yeah. to get the food instead of walking all the way around. But I think it has good access. And also when you have children, I think people obviously budget makes sense when you want to buy souvenirs and toys, everything. But I think people really undervalue the the opportunity to be able to shove your kids outside on the deck. Yeah. And if you have little, little kids, I definitely would recommend like a higher floor because then it's enclosed yeah. and you can just shove them outside. And what we have done in the past is we'll even bring chalk and mm-hmm. let Amia like color and chalk on the patio and, and bring yep. her bubbles out there. So I think just the experience of a deluxe resort when you're in the room is super important, but also I understand in the beginning, I never spent any time in the room because at that point you could stay at the parks, most of the parks until about 1am. Yep. So it kind of goes in hand and what your priorities and your, and your needs are. I definitely would say if you have young kids getting that patio or the deck is super important. Yep. Um, okay. Let's move on to talking about the food that we had. So we ate at the paddock bar and grill, which was at the pool that was nearest to our villa. Yep. Yeah. You, I, I had dinner or I think I had lunch. Amia yeah. and I went and got food there at one point and then you had breakfast and lunch from there. Um, do you remember what you ordered? Well, I only ended up eating those delicious French toast sticks while we were there. I know you and Amia had other stuff um, from there, the spicy 
shrimp taco. Shrimp tacos. Um, but I ended up only having French toast sticks. I never went back to those chicken strips that I wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't remember if we ended up getting the chicken strips or not either. I think you had did. the uh, quiche as well for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Amia loved the French toast sticks as well. So you did too. I think it was very affordable. Um, the quiche I had, it honestly, I was very surprised at how much um, like toppings and stuff was inside of it. I was expecting it to be kind of bland, but it was awesome. It was a little overcooked, which, you know, it's a pre-prepared thing. They have to heat it up again. So I get, I understand that it was just a little dry on the crusty end. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think everything was very affordable. Would you agree? I would agree. I remember looking at the menu and being like, wow, that's actually a really great price for drinks, for food, everything. Yeah. And one of the things that I like about their pool is that they'll give you a flag to stick on your chair or your table and they will deliver the food to you. Yeah. And I will, which is so helpful. Like they were very clear, like we'll bring it to you, which I love that, um, like top notch service. And also I cannot let this time pass when we're talking about the pool without acknowledging how friendly and funny and amazing the staff was like, yeah, wow. They were amazing. I think out of any pool experience that I've ever had, minus the Polynesian, now because we just went a couple days ago um I would say that this is probably by far my favorite pool experience and mind you the paddock pool that we went to is not the main pool which we we thought it was yeah and we totally missed the mark but that's okay because we the lifeguards were having the time of their lives they were involving Amia and us in their like morning routine they were a little behind with opening because of the storm and somebody left on the water pump. Yep. <laughs> um, so I would agree. I think that they had great customer service that day. And we also went and, and experienced the main pool a different time, Nick, Amia, and I. And it was so spectacular. It was exactly what I would expect from a deluxe resort. Super clean. Um, the service was awesome. I will say, I'm not sure, maybe it just was the time or the day that we went, but comparing that pool, the main pool to um, the Polynesian's pool, one thing that the Polynesian has that's superior over Saratoga Springs is that they had a cocktail server that came to your chair and took your order and and brought it to you, where Saratoga did not have that when we were there. Mm. But... Yep. I love that service and I know you do too. So yep. if I can just park my butt there and you can bring me stuff, then I'm always down for that. Yes. Um, another notable thing about the pool is that it has the zero entry. Yep. And I think that's, that's why we, that's why I thought it was the main pool, honestly, because it had a slide and it had the zero entry. Um, so to me, I'm like, oh great, this is the main pool. And for me, for that to be like the side pool, which most of the other resorts, like their side pools are just like a basic square pool. This was spectacular. Yeah, I thought it was great. And it was really simple. They have, well, the one thing I will say, remember, we were looking for a shower. So there was no like inside shower at that pool specifically, but we were able to rinse off at the outside, like little shower um, thing that they had next to the pool and then go change because we had already checked out of our room so I always mm-hmm. think that's important too like what do they have once you check out like do they make that process simple so we didn't obviously completely shower ourselves but we rinsed off and changed and we're uh, to go to Disney Springs so there's that too yeah 
And again, I think you and I are a lot of like, like sometimes we just don't even think to ask. I'm sure if we would have asked, there probably would have been something that yep. we could have showered off or just gone across the street yep. um, to the main pool. I did look for showers at that pool too, when I went to use the restrooms there and I did not see them again, I didn't ask, but that is something that it, it is a little bit trickier um, to find than other resorts that I've stayed at. So that's a good thing to note as well. Talking about checking out, let's talk about our checkout day. It was a little weird. Um, <laughs> room service knocked on our door, or not room service, housekeeping knocked on our door two separate times. And then they knocked on our door to come in and install the Hey Disney experience, which would have been cool had I known that they were going to do that. I would have definitely recorded content of them installing it and how to use it and everything. Um, but it was like the worst timing ever. Yeah. I just, I do think it's a little weird that we had housekeeping come twice to our room on checkout day. Right. Very early as well. Like, yeah. Like 9am. Yeah. We could have very well still been sleeping. Like it wasn't time to check out yet. (laughs) So that was strange. And then when I said we were checking out to the first one, she seemed very shocked. So I'm like, well, dang, do we get a free night or what's going on here? (laughs) Um, The second time when she came, I don't really know uh, what she was there for. Or I I just told her like, hey, we're checking out in a couple of hours. Can you please come back? She was super awesome. And then the third time was some random person who didn't even have a Disney name tag who I think was probably like third party, but again, it just felt like really weird because she basically didn't even introduce herself and said, Hey, I'm here to install the Hey Disney. And I was like, yeah, that no, thanks. <laughs> Come back when we check out. Um, but I think it was because again, we were in the middle of like packing up. That was not the prime time. I understand she would have been out of our way, but it just was, it felt really informal. And I feel like again, at a deluxe resort, formality is very important. And that just didn't feel it just took a lot of time out of our day to be interrupted three times. So I had to make note of that. It was odd. Um, and I don't know if that's because again, like maybe at DVC things show up differently or it doesn't necessarily show up in the program for housekeeping the same way. I'm not sure, but it just seemed like there was a lot of like miscommunication on their end as to when we were checking out, which isn't a big deal in theory. We could have just easily thrown up the do not disturb sign probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. then that would have avoided it. Um, But the checkout process was really easy. I just hit checkout on my app and that was it. So super simple from there. Checkout is 11 a.m. You can ask for a late checkout, which I believe sometimes they'll do noon or one. We had no need to. We actually stayed at the pool a lot longer than I was expecting as well, just because we were having so much fun. Do you remember what time we left the pool? We got there before 10 because they open at 10. Mm -hmm. And then did we, we left like I want to say around two. Does that sound right? Yep. We were, we were trying to get out of there by two. Okay. And then we went to Disney Springs and we decided we were going to try to walk to Disney Springs. Yeah. Which I think we could have, we definitely could have walked. I wouldn't have been bothered by walking, but because we were with India and it was hot, I was like, yeah, we could hop on the bus. So we probably walked what half halfway and then took the bus, which we should have taken the bus if we were going to take the bus. So (laughs) Agreed. I will say, yes, with a child, just take the bus. Like walking is still about a 20 minute walk, which isn't bad in theory, but it was very hot and you, it is easy to get lost. I think we did take a longer route than we could have. Yeah. Um, 
but we ended up seeing a bus pull up right next to us for Disney Springs. So we're like, screw it. Let's just jump on. But it did take a long time. It did. It took like, I'm like, whoa, if we would have kept walking the five minutes we had left to walk, we would have been there. It probably took an extra at least seven to 10 minutes to get there probably after the bus after walking. So yeah, it did. However, the bus does drop you like right near the world of Disney Yeah. where walking, you would have been on the far end, which again, would have been fine. But you know, just like, it is hard to be strategic when it's so like spread out and the areas that you get dropped off or can enter into Disney Springs are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. I like that you touched a point on like the walk is not that bad, but with the kid, just take the bus. It's probably going to be easier for everybody. Yep. Especially Unless you have a stroller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The stroller might be easier just to walk and push. Um, so we spent like an hour at Disney Springs. Do you want to share about our experience there and what we did? Yeah, so um, we basically just went into World of Disney. So we went straight in there. There was just a couple things that I wanted to grab for my kids to bring back because they weren't with me. And then I ended up buying um, a small little suitcase just to bring the stuff back that I Mm -hmm. bought. Um, And then we grabbed some drinks and we were going to walk back um, a different way than I think we would have came. I'm not really sure, but uh, we were going to walk back. And then we saw that cute little ferry boat that was the water taxi. Yes. The little water taxi that was just sitting there like our golden chariot to take back. So again, we we attempted to start walking and, and then found another mode of transportation, which that was just so cute. I mean, that it was such a quick um zip over to the resort and I loved being on the water and kind of seeing the resort from the outside with Disney Springs on the other side it really helped actually see how close you are to Disney Springs so I thought that was really awesome and then of course we got a teensy bit turned around when um getting off of the water taxi Mm -hmm. to go back to our room so we had to ask the staff but they were very nice and asked us if we had anything they needed to help us carry back and pointed us in the right direction and uh, hopped off and walked right back to where our car was, which was not far. Yeah, no, we we had a general idea. But of course, asking always just makes it easier so you don't get totally lost. Um, I would agree the water taxi was so fun and I knew I wanted to try it because I've heard great things about it. It is very scenic and pretty. It For me, it was so cool seeing the welcome home sign for being a DVC owner. You know, just the little things that just do truly make it feel special. Yep. One thing that I loved before we left is Kelsey went and grabbed us some, this huge ass bag of pretzels <laughs> from, from Wetzel's Pretzels. Um, Amia wanted a snack so Kelsey grabbed a bag for Amia and for herself and honestly like one bag would have easily have fed all three of us oh like, yeah com- comfortably um and then you also grabbed us a round of cocktails and I was super happy with these cocktails do you remember where you got them from was it that bar that was right outside of World of Disney yeah it was just a cart a bar cart and the guy was so nice that was working there too like he was chatting me up I said I was from Wisconsin and he was talking about places he's been in Wisconsin and you know got us our drinks made and that was right outside the stage so like it's it's right by Wetzel's Pretzels in the stage it was just a cart yeah and I will say like out of all of the drinks that I have gotten at Disney Springs I have never purchased one from here and it was it did not disappoint where most of the time I usually ask for like an extra shot or 
more ice and less of the mixer. Um, sorry guys, I like to taste my alcohol. So this one, the pour was perfect. It was very tasty. It was exactly what I needed. I, uh, Kelsey grabbed me a margarita and it was so good. So I'm, I was really impressed with that as well. Um, and I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to bring our drinks on the ferry with us. And we were, we walked yep. down with like each, like had about a half a drink left and no, didn't even bat an eye. So that was even more fun. Honestly, I would go down to Disney Springs and just grab a drink and hop on there and just cruise around at night just for fun. Yep. I am with you. Also, the the captain of the boat was super fun. Um, you know, they, they, they really seemed to love their job, too, which makes all the difference. Yep. Um, I wanted to touch base on a couple of things. I'm, I just took some notes, and so I wanted to backtrack just a little bit on – the, the room and the experience in the room and just some tips that I wanted to share and see if you had any as well. So when you had mentioned the kitchen and the fridge, I, my first thing that I noticed was that they had um, ice cube trays, but they were not filled. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, why don't we just go down to the ice machine? I'm like, well, absolutely. But we had no place to store ice or like there wasn't like an ice bin in the fridge to store ice. So yes. I would recommend bringing like Ziploc baggies and going down to the ice machine and filling them and putting them in your freezer. Yep. I would completely agree. I'm a big ice person and water. Yeah. And so I immediately was like, we have to figure out the ice situation because there was not any, there was half filled, a yeah. half a tray, half filled, I think <laughs> was yes. what was in there for the two trays that were in there. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we did plan ahead and we refilled them for the next day and it definitely, you know, froze in time, but um, you know, just like little things that would be helpful, even just if you have Tupperware or something, you know, obviously if you're flying or traveling, bringing Tupperware isn't ideal, but those Ziploc baggies can definitely go a long way and you can reuse them if you need to. It's just ice that's yep. going in there. Um, the other thing was when you mentioned like the bathrooms and the shower, this to me, I, I'm thinking back to like when Amia was little, she only took baths. She never took showers. So it would be so easy for one adult to hop in and take a shower while the other adult helped bathe the kids. Yep. And you could do that at the same time. And just, I'm the type of person that when I get back, I want to rinse off and go to bed. Like, I don't want to sit there and like wait for everyone to shuffle through the shower. And that, that having that ability is just super important for me. I didn't know that there was essentially two areas to get ready. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and as a parent, I appreciate the rooms can appear a little wonky like I feel like we just kept opening doors and we were like where do these doors go um yeah but I actually personally love that so it for example like if we had Maddie there and she was still younger in a pack and play then we could have put her in one of those other rooms in a pack and play to sleep which just opens up even more space like then she's not in the open living room the older kids could have been sleeping in the living room and staying up a little later we could have been staying up in our room a little bit later or you know in the kitchen area and then she could have been in a pack and play in one of those um rooms or even the closet like that's what I loved about the Polynesian too I originally was like why does this why does this room have two bathrooms? But the Polynesian had two bathrooms. One had a big vanity and a bathtub and the other one had a medium sized vanity and a shower. And so we put her pack and play in the one with the shower to sleep so that me and Cole and Macy could stay up a little bit later. And so those, those different spaces really do make a difference if you have smaller kids. 
I didn't even think about that. That and that is so much space in there, even with the, the pack and play. Like oh, you yeah. still have room to do things if you needed to like sneak in there quick or, you know. Have bags um, in there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even honestly, just like a little play area. If my if I was doing a solo trip with Amia at a little age, I would totally just block her off in that one bathroom, ha- set up a ton of toys while I'm getting ready in the other one, keep the doors yep. open between the two. I have an eye on her. You know, I, I agree. You could totally use that room for so many different things with young kids. And I think that's important having that space. Um, do you have any other tips or things after this conversation that like, if we were to go to Saratoga Springs again, what would you bring? Um, would you do your laundry there knowing that there's a, a washer and dryer? Um, any other tips that you might have? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely use a washer and dryer. Like, I'm somebody who's, like, if I'm staying somewhere and there's an easily accessible washer and dryer, I'm going to use it to wash, like, our wet swimsuits, towels, other clothes, especially, like, packing as light as I packed. If we were staying there for, you know, a longer period of time, then I would definitely utilize the washer and dryer. And this is the thing. I've Now that I'm a backpack traveler, I've seen people do it with their kids as well, where their kids only bring backpacks. And so... Um, I would definitely take advantage of that. I don't know that there's, um, any like Mm -hmm. real tips other than what I would recommend to anybody going to any of the resorts is like, find out where the bus stops are, what stop are you on the bus stop? Um, because that seems to be the funniest thing. We're like, Oh, we got on this bus and here we are back at the stop that was right outside of our room. We walked right by it. We could have just got on it. (laughs) Yeah. So agreed. I totally agree. And, like, keeping a note in your phone, too, of just, like, <laughs> the name yep. of your bus stop. Because yep. even when we were going back, we were so nervous um, that we were going to miss our bus stop. Because it felt like we were on that bus for a long time coming from Magic Kingdom. Like, we entered the resort, like, 10 minutes after we had left Magic Kingdom. Yes. But we were still on the bus, like, 20 minutes later. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And when it's dark, it's hard to tell. So you just need yes. to know, like, what is your stop called or numbered or however they do it. Like, just write it Yeah. Down. And I think to even go further, I honestly would be that annoying person and just ask the bus driver what number stop yours is. is because I yep. recognize numbers over names. So if you yep. say, hey, your bus stop is number three, great. I know this is first, second, third. I'm a counter. I think yep. it's, like, the ADHD in me. <laughs> I, yep. like, count everything. So that's also a tip too. I like that. Um, One more thing. One last thing. I want you to give Saratoga Springs a rating from zero to 10. And tell me why, if it's not a 10 out of 10, why it didn't get a full 10. You are asking me the one thing that I never, (laughs) ratings are so challenging for me. They're so circumstantial. Um. I don't think I have a reason to not rate it 10 out of 10 based on our experience, to be quite honest what? with you. So, wow. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not a very um, critical person. It would Something big would have had to happen or something really annoying about the layout or anything to make me not say 10. Like, I could say nine, but I wouldn't have a reason for saying nine. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I think everything was great. I loved it. I think that's amazing. That honestly really surprises me. It does, but it doesn't. Because again, as you mentioned in the beginning, you are staying at like nicer resorts or hotels. You you have 
you need them to be comfortable, cool. I think that was the other thing too, is the air conditioning worked wonderfully in mm-hmm. our, on our place. It was not muggy or humid. It was perfect. Yes. I have stayed at a few hotels where on Disney, like where I feel like I'm trying to, so hard to keep that room cool and it's still just so muggy and humid. So that also was something that was really awesome to experience. Um, I think I would agree, honestly. I would also rate it a 10 out of 10. I think the only reason that I would potentially rate it lower is because of the dining. So um, I, Nick and me and I went and spent Kentucky Derby Day over there and, you know, visit. And we were going to, we went to the... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name because I wasn't planning on talking about it here. But we went to the um, the Gulf, the, I think it's called the Tea or something. We went there to eat and it was pretty expensive and the portion sizes were small. Mm-hmm. I don't mind spending a lot of money on good food, but I don't love spending a lot of money and leaving hungry. Yep. And so I would say like, because you didn't experience that, And I did. Now I'm kind of like adding that in. So I think potentially for me, the only reason I would give it a nine out of 10 is because of the food options are very limited and they're also, they're pretty pricey and I feel like they're small, which I would compare to the Polynesian. Did you guys do Kona for dinner at the Polynesian? We did. Yeah. So for me, I would genuinely have to order three meals to feel full, which meals average $25. Um, and then you add in cocktails and tip like for, for one person, for me, it would probably be $150 all in again, mm-hmm. totally fine. Cause the food is really good, but it's primarily focused on seafood. Um, and it's very small portions. And I would say the same, um, it's actually not as small of portions at, um, Saratoga, but it, it's very similar in that aspect of you're paying a lot more and the portions are smaller. So, yep. um, other than that, yeah, I think it was great. I'm super happy that we're owners there. I think that I'll probably even be purchasing more points from Saratoga Springs to experience it more because you just can't go wrong with it. Yeah, and we got to get the boys there to golf. Yes. that's. Oh, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. There's golfing and there's a spa there. So I think we should totally plan a time to do that. Um, I would love it. I know that Nick is just itching to go golfing. And at this point, he'll do a Disney resort. He'll he'll suck it up and go back to Disney if that means he can golf. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, I know I asked you about your tips and tricks and everything with the room, but I end all of my episodes by asking guests how they would do Disney differently. So one just general tip from all of your experiences, both going balls to the wall, all into, what did you call it? Backpack traveler style. I like that. (laughs) Um, What would you say is a tip on how somebody could do Disney differently or think a little bit outside of the box that maybe you wouldn't necessarily see if you did a quick Google search on tips? Oh, I don't. That's, yeah. that's tricky. Well, the, I guess the, I guess two or three things that were helpful um, this trip was getting for myself, and I could have done it for my kids as well, um, the Amazon sets of the shorts and the bras and then mixing and matching them to conserve space, oh, yeah. especially if you want to conserve space. So, you know, I just had like a couple t-shirts, but then I had the biker shorts with the bras and I just switched them throughout. And again, if 
if I would have stayed any longer than I did a couple days, I could have just washed that stuff and kept wearing it, like not been Mm -hmm. so stressed and then um, buy anything while you're there. And then um, I always, and this is very Googleable, but I just feel like it completely changed the game for me with the parks to buy a mini fan. Like obviously the one that I got for our trip, I did not like, I ended up returning it. However, I do have a trusty one that's like flat and small and it's rechargeable and it makes such a difference. I always had one for the stroller for Maddie, but I never had one for myself. So now I have the ones that go in my phone. I have portable ones. Um, And then bringing a solid like water bottle that's going to keep your water cold and then just refilling it because we're big water drinkers. And oh my gosh, when we were first Mm. going, we didn't bring water bottles and paying for all this water. Yeah, Yeah. it adds up and it's crappy water because it's Dasani. Yes, and who likes Dasani? It's terrible. I don't know. Darn Coca-Cola. It's the one thing that they failed at in life. (laughs) Well, I love that. I also never brought a fan to the parks because I'm like, oh, it takes up space. I used to only go to the parks even when I was flying down. I would never bring anything more than a fanny pack. I refused because I got so hot, like carrying a backpack. And also similar to you, I have skin sensitivity. So like, and it was so hard for me to find a backpack. I finally found one. Um, that doesn't like itch my shoulders or like make me my skin crawl with it touching my skin. So I think for me, now that I'm starting to bring a backpack, bringing that fan is like a non-negotiable. I agree. Well, the thing is too, is my fan fits in fanny pack. Both of them do. So you can Mm. find like really legit fans that will fit in your fanny pack. Like in my fanny pack, I can put my portable charger, the cord, both cords for my phone and for the fan, um, my cards, what? and maybe my personal phone wouldn't also squeeze in there. But it just depends on what fanny pack I have. The one that I left with you is much smaller, smaller. than like your what your Amazon white one that I use. I fit all of that in there that whole trip. So yes, the Lululemon dupe. It is seriously like the holy grail of fanny packs. I love it, and I love that yeah. it fits. I have such a scrawny waist. I love that it sizes down just like to actually fit my waist instead of like hanging off my hips. I love that fanny pack. Yeah, that's um, a good one. So speaking of, are the the Amazon set and the fan linked in your storefront by chance? The I think they all are. Yeah, they should be. Okay. Well, if not, go do that because I'll tell people um, to <laughs> to go to your storefront yeah. and check them out. Because as she said, she even tried a different fan this trip and it was very wonky. I agree. Like it was hard to open. It didn't work the way you wanted it to all the time. So the fact that you have tried a few different ones and you have one that you love is very important. Um mm-hmm. And you, I feel like you always find the coolest stuff on Amazon too. So definitely oh, yeah. check out her storefront. It'll be linked um, through the, her, your Instagram, right? You have that linked. Yep. yep. Cool. I think I saw you announce that. I'm so excited. I'll have to check it out too. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me. I loved this conversation because I genuinely have been curious now that you've been home for a few weeks, like now that the Disney blues have kind of kicked in, it's a fun way to like bring Disney back up into your life all the way up in Wisconsin and talk about our trip. I 100% will to people, especially considering that you can get a studio for, you know, for 400 bucks a night, which I don't think is bad at all for all of the things that you get. Yep. Well, thanks for having me. It was really awesome. Now I'm excited to jump on a plane and come back. Yes, I know. We'll have to plan another time with the boys this time. Yes. Have a good rest of your week. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.